Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and I'm glad to welcome you back to a show that we're talking about veteran-owned businesses. And we'll be sharing information and resources for you on starting your own business. Joining us today will be Tim Slowinski, the Division Director at Food and Dairy Division at the Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development. We'll also be speaking with Abron Andrews of VetBiz Central and Michael Hyacinth, a veteran entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is very near and dear to my heart as I'm not nece- I didn't necessarily start a business, uh, but a nonprofit business is what I started. And so understanding those concepts were very important to me. I hope that you'll stick around and listen to this show so that you can become an entrepreneur yourself with the resources and tools that we're going to provide today. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Today, we're talking about Uh, veteran-owned businesses and information and resources to help you potentially in starting your own business. Uh, You know, this is an area that I I think that is so important. You know, as veterans, we we have all different spheres. We know some of us are good with working for others. Some of us need to work for ourselves. And so really understanding the resources uh, that are out there for you is so important to me. And and, and one of the things that I found interesting um, in the state of Michigan is that veterans uh, can get a license to sell goods formerly known as the peddler's license. So uh, under Act 359 of 1921 in Michigan, you can sell goods. You can sell your own goods within the state if the proceeds from the sale of the goods are to be used for your direct or personal gain or growth. So, you know, if you decide you want to make clothes, buy clothes, whatever the case is, potentially, as long as it's allowed in your zoning area within your state, you can do that. You can find out more information about how you can potentially get a peddler's license for no cost and is valid for one year at uh, michigan.gov backslash Lara, L-A-R-A, and search for licensing resources for veterans. That one is so important. And you can get that license um, from your county clerk's office. You just need to bring in some documentation. But that information is, again, available at michigan.gov on the law or website. And I think it's really important that uh, veterans understand there's all types of opportunities. If you are a baker and you want to sell your home goods, there's a potential that you can do that um, in the state of Michigan um, under home home goods, uh, as long as you're making under a certain amount of money. And so uh, these are opportunities that maybe if you're starting out or you're trying to get your feet wet in certain areas that you can take advantage of these resources because they're there. Um, as always, you know that you can call us at 1-800-MICHVET to get connected to resources. That's 1-800-642-4838. So if you can't find this information, we can help direct you there. One of the other things I wanted to touch on, and it's really, really, it's it's not necessarily entrepreneurship, but it's a way to, uh, to help you identify um, opportunities within the state if you're not ready to own your own business. And that's this event that's going to be happening in West Michigan on September 10th from nine to two, I believe it is. And it's going to be a great event. Um, it'll be attended by Attorney General Nessel, Secretary of State Benson, Justice, Supreme Court Justice uh, Elizabeth Clement, and myself. And we will be at this event, which will include on-the-spot job interviews to legal assistance to help in enrolling in VA healthcare, 
and veterans will be offered a host of free services there. So you can join the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency there as well and getting your DD-214s or getting connected to other resources. And it's going to be at the Van Dyke Mortgage Convention Center on 460 West Western Avenue in Muskegon, Michigan. And this is open to veterans all over the state. So if you can get there, there's opportunities for you as well. I know that there will also be expungements potentially happening on the spot. So under the things that have passed and have been implemented in under the Clean Slate Act, there potentially, if you have a marijuana charge, and this is open for veterans, their spouses and dependents. So if you have a marijuana charge, for instance, you potentially could get that expunged that day. The Public Defender's Office would be there to um, provide legal assistance and answer questions. There will be expungement services, representatives on site to assist. The Battle Creek VA Medical Center will be there to do health care enrollment on site and assist with process to register for VHA. Um, our Resource Center will be there with DD-214 retrievals as well as Veteran Service Officer Connection. Maybe you want to file a claim with the VA or Maybe you want to appeal a claim with the VA. We'll have people that can help you there. The Michigan Veterans Trust Fund will be there to help you start an application for emergency assistance. Whether, you know, your, your, your roof just caved in or you, um, you need a well replacement or any of those other things, you may qualify for a, a free grant to help with that. The Muskegon County Veterans Services will be on site as well. Muskegon County Health Department will be there offering vaccinations and information on services they provide. The Department of Treasury will be there to assist with looking for unclaimed property. The Secretary of State will be there offering services that can be done on site and online, I'm sorry, to assist with interpreting any Michigan driver's records to determine if a constituent would be eligible for appeal as well. So this is a veteran action event. You don't want to miss this and you don't want to miss your opportunity to walk in and get some things done all in one place. So we hope that you will join us on that day at the Van Dyke Mortgage Center in Muskegon from 9 to 2 on September 10th. If you want to find out more information, you can call us at 1-800-MISHFET. That's 1-800-642-4838. And we can get you all the information that you need. But definitely, definitely, we want to see you there. So you have two different lanes here. You can go get employment or get, get your records clean so that you can get employment or you can start your own business. So you can start by looking at the peddler's license. Maybe if you want to start out small, you can look at selling your home goods if you want to start out small there. But you can also listen to the rest of this show today that we're going to provide for you to learn more about uh, business ownership. And why I think that's so important is because we all have a purpose and we all have a path. And if we can find our way, whether it be creating something innovative out of this COVID-19 pandemic that can help <laughs> help save uh, America, uh, or or it's something as small as providing a resource and, and creating a book and becoming an author. Those things are entrepreneurship opportunities as well. And I would encourage you to do a search for Michigan entrepreneurship pitch opportunities as well, because you might have the next best thing and be able to get some seed money to assist you in moving that forward. So I hope that you will take that information, write it down, and then that you will also stick around as we talk to VetBiz today as we talk with, uh, as we listen to Michael Hyacinth, and also as we um, speak with the uh, Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development to learn more about how you can become an entrepreneur as a veteran. Stick around, we'll be right back on The Veteran's Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. Our first guest is Tim Slowinski, the Division Director of the Food and Dairy Division of the Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development. Uh, Tim has 21 years of experience as a food safety professional in the food industry. He joined the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development in the, in the Food and Dairy Division in 2012 to help identify how government and industry can work together to address food safety issues. In his current role, he is the Division Director for the Food and Dairy Division with oversight for multiple regulatory programs. Tim has a degree in microbiology from Michigan State University. Prior to joining MDART, he worked for several companies in the industry, including Cargill and Kellogg's. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, we're talking today about um, veteran-owned businesses and just uh, really uh, trying to provide some resources for veterans um, to get to get their own businesses. And so you you are probably in an industry or working with a food establishments that. I, I would suspect that a lot of veteran-owned businesses and businesses in general are, are food-type uh, businesses. Would that be accurate? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so um, I, I know part of what you do is, uh, you, which I think it's impressive that you have a degree in microbiology. I always think that's cool. <laughs> but but uh, I know you work with uh, food establishments and the licensing part of it. Um, can you just speak to a little bit, why do businesses need a food establishment license? Uh, yeah, so food establishments, so the reason for licensing is really food safety. Um, so what the licensing does is it, it helps to ensure that an, a business is going to have the setup that, that allows for hygienic practices. So things like washing, proper hand washing, uh, cleaning of equipment and utensils, you know, temperature control and proper storage and training. So what happens is the licensing um, is going is to ensure that businesses have the proper setup to safely handle food. So, um, you know, I... I find it interesting, and, I, and I'm not sure if you know the answer to this question, but, you know, one of the things, uh, my very first job in the military, or my, my MOS, was a cook, and so 92 golf in the Army, and so we had to go through all of the food training, you know, the temperatures for leftovers, how long, you know, how long leftovers could be there, you know, all of that stuff, and you, you just learn, you learn about some interesting things that you, you just mentioned about why you need a food license. Um, but I wonder if, I know we just passed the license reciprocity, and I'm not sure if this is something you may know about, but for those individuals maybe who served in the military who, let's just say they just came off active duty, they, they had all these certifications or training um, in the military on food service, is it, are they able to obtain a food establishment license quicker? Um, well, I think the knowledge would help them understand what the setup is. So in terms of instead of just starting from scratch and relying strictly on, you know, a, a food inspector to help them, help teach them what they need, I think that knowledge would, would put them in a place that they probably already know what they need. They've already seen the setup. They understand uh, what kind of things are needed. Um, so I think it would, it would definitely help them. Um, and it would make it so they, they already knew what they had to do um, prior to, to applying for a food license. That's great information. So speaking of food licenses, again, are there different types of food licenses? Yeah, so depending on the type of business you want to operate, um, it, it, it's going to impact what agency you may deal with. So um, if you're going to be operating a food service establishment, which would be uh, 
selling food for for immediate consu- consumption. So it would be restaurants, bars, food trucks, cafeterias, you know, coffee shops, that kind of thing. You you'd be working with the local health department. Uh, so you'd want to contact your local health department and um, it, and work with them. And then if you're dealing with some type of retail store, which could be a convenience store, grocery store you know, a butcher shop, that kind of thing, or a processor. So if you want to process product, package it, and sell it to another store, then you'd be dealing with uh, with MDAR, which is our division. Um, and so you'd be working with us, and you get directly licensed through us. So those are the two types of agencies you deal with. And I would say the first, you know, if you're thinking about doing it or you're starting, you're along the path of starting that business, I think the earlier you can get in contact with your local inspector, the better, because they're really going to they're really gonna be helpful in that process. That's great information. You know, one of the things that's out there is, you know, you have people that maybe they are just starting out or maybe they are making like, home baked goods at home. Do they need a license? Um, so we do have an exemption um, for places called uh, cottage foods, uh, which is, yeah, if you're, if you're making out of your home uh, less than $25,000 a year in annual sales and making certain types of products, you would be exempt from licensing. So yeah, that, that does allow people to kind of start up and do things like baked goods, granolas, candies, that kind of stuff out of a home kitchen. Um, you know, of your personal residence, and you can sell direct to the consumer that way. Uh, so there are businesses that that's definitely that's how they start up, and then they kind of graduate up to to a more commercial kitchen. Well, that's great to know, and I, I think that you know before people you know get so excited that they can start selling those things, you definitely have to label everything and make sure all of your ingredients are, are prominent and your address and all those other things. So that's that's really important, and I know that you all um, there's a website people can go look up that information. Um, but are there any other exemptions then as we talk about this exemption to licensing? Yeah, we, we have a few exemptions. You know, another one that, that is kind of popular would be for whole uncut fruits and vegetables. And so that is how you see farm stands. So, um, you know, growing, growing uh, fruits and vegetables, you don't need a license. And so to sell them also directly to the consumer, you don't need a license for that as well. So that's why um, a lot of farmers have their farm stands or, you know, some people uh, do set up stands at farm markets for fruits, fruits and vegetables. So that's another exemption. Um, there are there are exemptions for small uh, maple syrup and honey producers and a few others. Um, I, I think, you know, our website has a pretty extensive list of what those exemptions are. So um, the website, you know, you can either Google MDARD and that'll take you there. Or if you do michigan.gov backslash MDARD, um, that'll get you to the website as well. That's great. Is there is there a dollar amount on those, like the fr- fresh fruit sales or can they just as long as they grow it? Um, the fresh fruit, no, if it, as long as it's whole uncut fruits and vegetables, there's not a dollar amount um, to that one. The, the other products do have dollar amounts to them, but not the fruits and vegetables. Well, that's great to know. I mean, you know, one of the things that we've learned just in dealing with veterans is that gardening and those types of things is therapeutic. It's almost like recreational therapy. So for those who may have land or, you know, maybe you're working with a farmer or co-op, this is a great opportunity to do something that's going to help um, therapeutically, but also that could potentially generate some revenue. So that's that's great information, Tim. Um, you know, how can someone find out more information about some of these requirements for food establishments or, or some of these things we talk, talked about today? Yeah, I, I think so. If you're ready to talk to an inspector, um, that's often a, the best first step. And so if, it's, if you're talking about food service establishments, um, 
contact your local health department and tell them what you want to do, and they can connect you with the local inspector if you are um, if you're looking at a retail establishment or processor and you want to contact MDARD, we do have a 1-800 number, which is 800-292-3939. Um, tell them what you want to do, and uh, you'll have to tell them your zip code as well so they can connect you with the local inspector. Uh, so I think that's the, the best first step is connecting with your local inspector. If you're not quite ready for that step yet and you just want to look some stuff up, I think our website is, is a really good resource that also has connections to other places. Uh, so, again, you can either do michigan.gov backslash MDARD, or if you just want to Google MDARD food license, that'll take you to the right, right place as well. That's great. And, Tim, just one really quick question. As far as the peddler's license, do you know much about that? Um, that's not my area of expertise. I've, I've read a little bit about it, but that's not really my area of expertise, though. Well, I would love, um, you know, for folks to be able to look up what those laws are for peddler's license, as well as to find out if this is something where you could potentially sell your cottage foods or things like that. But if you're, if you're interested, definitely check out MDAR's website and find out more information. And, 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 and Tim, I just wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. Great. Thank you. Appreciate being on. And can you give the website uh, again for our, our listeners to check out more information? It would be michigan.gov backslash MDARD. That's M-D-A-R-D. That's great. Well, you all, you know, if you're looking to start up an establishment or even start small, you know, Tim has provided some of that information. You can always give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET to get connected or to find out how you can reach uh, MDARD if you don't want to uh, check it out online. Thanks so much for joining us today, Tim, and we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. To the Veterans Perspective. Joining me now is Abram Andrews from Vet Biz Central. Now, Abram uh, is a service-connected disabled veteran, proudly served in the United States Navy from 1986 to 1998. He owned and operated his own auto detailing business in San Diego, California. Abram joins us as a proudly, um, as he proudly serves his fellow veterans in pursuit of their goal of becoming business owners. Having received a bachelor's degree in business administration from National University in San Diego, California. He went on to complete his master's degree in business administration from Ashford University. Welcome to the show, Abron. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, you know, today, um, as you know, we're talking about veteran-owned businesses and, you know, more information and resources for veterans if they want to become, uh, if they want to own a business. So can you tell us a little bit more about VetBiz Central and some of the services you offer for veterans? Of course. Uh, VetBiz Central is um, one of 21 veteran business outreach centers uh, throughout the United States. Uh, we are one of the few standalone nonprofit organizations that, is, that operate as a veteran business, uh, veteran business outreach center uh, sponsored by the Small Business Administration. Uh, our territory um, is, includes Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. We are located on the uh, Mott Community College campus located here in Flint, Michigan. And some of the services that we provide are assisting our veterans with uh, going over the feasibility of their ideal. Um, 
helping them to uh, do research, research on their uh, chosen uh, industry and market. Uh, we help them to create a business plan. Uh, we also help them to uh, prepare for financing and launch that business. Now, those are the services that are available for individuals, uh, service members, and their spouses um, uh, that are looking to start a business. Now, if the um, uh, veteran has an existing business, then we can help with things such as um, helping to put together a strategic plan to grow or expand the business. Uh, we can also assist them with um, obtaining either their veteran-owned business certification or service-disabled veteran-owned small business certification. And um, a host of other services, you know, we try to uh, make sure that we uh, address the priorities of the veteran. Now, sometimes that may uh, require us backing up a little bit, but uh, our main goal is making sure that we assist them in what matters most to them. I think that's great that you're helping not only veterans start their business, um, but to actually, if those who are in business, maybe to uh, develop a strategic plan or hone their mm -hmm. strategic plan to help them. That I think that's great. Um, do you work with nonprofits as well, like folks who started nonprofits, or is this just veteran-owned for-profit businesses? Uh, we assist all, uh, whether they are looking to uh, start a for-profit or nonprofit business. Yes. Well, that's great. So how much are those services? They are actually at a zero cost. That yes. is, I think that's the best part of it, right? You can get all those services uh, for no cost. It is. So, uh, you know, for veterans looking to take those first steps in starting their own business, what do you think is the most important thing they should know? Well, uh, one of the things that I truly believe they should know and we assist with is setting their expectations as to what they're getting ready to embark upon because starting a business um, is is it, it's truly uh, an adventure um, and we try to help to set the expectations to let them know that you know if they weren't aware of you know certain matters obstacles challenges that we you know go over those with them and we always we always advocate and explain to them that it's important that their spouses um, are made aware and, and children are made aware of what they're getting ready to, you know, embark upon because uh, the family does matter. You know, uh, they play a huge part in, you know, uh, their family members uh, starting a business. So what if a veteran doesn't or a spouse or dependent doesn't live in Flint? Can they still take advantage of your services? They sure can. Um, you know, due to the uh, COVID-19 health crisis, uh, we we provide our services, at, whether it be via telephone, whether it be Zoom, go to meeting, uh, go to webinar, uh, over a lot of various different uh, media channels. Uh, they do not have to come in for an appointment. That's that's awesome. So you know, you mentioned something about webinars. Can you talk a little bit about your pre-business plan? I guess webinars or workshops that you offer. Yes, we provide a host of, of a variety of webinars uh, ranging from um, uh, starting a business to uh, take, for instance, today, we had one with a uh, with one of our uh, contracted resource partners uh, successful selling on Amazon uh, earlier today. And um, 
we have many others uh, that revolve around contracting, whether it be uh, government contracting or whether it be corporate contracting, um, or if it's uh, on um, business plan development. Um, some of the things that, you know, I won't say uh, are a little bit more of a challenge to our clients, but we try to make sure that we give them a variety of, of training programs to training webinars to attend. So are those webinars recorded? So let's just say someone missed it. Can they go back and listen to them again or do they have to wait for the next one? Nope, they sure can. They can listen to them again. Nice. And so, you know, you mentioned webinars. I wanted to just kind of mention that you have this event coming up. Um, maybe it's not a webinar, it's an event at Saginaw Valley State University uh, called yes. Preparing to Speak with a Lender Veteran-Owned Business. And that's, yes. that's when, September 1st? That is September 1st, and that's going to be located at uh, Saginaw Valley State University Riverfront, and that's going to be 200 West Washington Street, Saginaw, Michigan. From 930 to 11, correct? 930 to 11, that is correct. Right, That's that sounds great. And then, um, and so... You know, we're, we're talking about these webinars um, and, and information. I guess um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about the Boots to Business program that you all have. Ah, our flagship program, Boots to Business. Boots to Business is um, our, the Veteran Business Outreach Center's flagship programs. Um, what we do is we uh, provide an all day, eight module course going over, uh, giving uh, the veteran or the veteran spouse an overview of eight categories in which to start a business. And, and it covers a lot of material. And um, generally what I usually hear and read from surveys and everything completed was, I had no idea, or I didn't know that. Uh, or um, can I take this course again? Uh, because of you know uh, the great deal of information that's given um, and, and and how valuable it is, uh, and we provide the Boots to Business course um, on installations to individuals that are separating from service through their tap, and we provide the Boots to Business reboot, which is the one day impacted course. Uh, at any facility, or uh, we can do those via a webinar. That's wonderful news. And, you know, I'd love to talk more about how we can um, open this up, even something like this for our veterans as well. So, you know, I, I, I just want to thank you. You have so much information. Where can people find out more about how they can become registered, where they can learn more about uh, becoming business owners? Where can they find that at? You can find that at www.vetbizcentral. It sounds just like it's spelled V-E-T-B-I-Z-C-E-N-T-R-A-L.org. Or just give us a call here at 810-767-8387. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Abron. You have a lot of information. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank you. So thank you for your service and thank you for your continued service. Thank you for the opportunity, Zanetta. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to joining you all in the very near future. Thank you. And if you missed that phone number, or that information, you can give us the call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. And we can provide that information for you. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective.
Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We're joined today by our final guest, Michael Hyacinth. Michael is an eight-year United States Navy veteran who served in the U.S. as a Navy CB combat warfare specialist. His military service took him around the world to Iceland, Guam, Europe, and the Middle East. He's a serial entrepreneur passionate on social enterprises. He's the founder of Has Heart, an organization that works with veterans to utilize art as a means of expression and therapy. He is also the founder of Winnie's Words, a children's television show that inspires learning through creativity. Wimmy's Words is currently seen on all PBS stations in Michigan and launching in New York City and LA in the fall. Michael truly believes that creativity is a very powerful tool that can help veterans heal and children learn. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much, Director Adams. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, and you know, it, it's great to have you back. I know um, we've had you on before talking about some different things, but today's show is all about uh, veteran-owned businesses. And, you know, we've been talking about resources and information, but we, we really wanted to be able to talk to a veteran who is, is an entrepreneur to see, you know, to, to kind of talk about what that's like and, and, and what's working, what's not, and, and how we can get some other folks on the path. So uh, really excited to hear about what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, I think veterans make great entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of it is because of the uh, the grit and, you know, battle tested things that we have to go through um, a from boot camp to separation. So it's so much to to adapt to through. And then eventually we have to figure out specific solutions. And so that's one reason why I believe veterans make great entrepreneurs. But with me specifically, um, you know, I, I've always believed in giving back. Um, I think that's why I joined the, the Navy is to give back. Um, and then when I got out, I wanted to continue to give back through my uh, uh, Has Heart nonprofit and now through, you know, Wimmy's Words, a show that is inspiring kids to learn through creativity. Um, and we actually, you know, launched Wimmy's Words as a result of COVID. Another thing that veterans do really well, they adapt. Um, prior to COVID, we were, you know, scheduled to take Wimmy into classrooms to to inspire preschoolers to, to be creative and expressive, but that got disrupted, disrupted because of COVID. And so we decided to take Wimmy's words and turn it into an online show. And since uh, March of 2020, uh, we've been going live um, five days a week. And we're very fortunate that the Michigan Learning Channel in collaboration with Michigan PBS stations saw the value in Wimmy's words. And now our show is, being is currently launched throughout every PBS station in Michigan, um, and then launching in New York and LA in October. Um, and so that's what we're currently working on. In addition to that, we've been asked by the Cartoon Network to submit a, um, a series pilot that they would review to see if in fact, you know, Wimmy has legs to, to go on national, um, you know, television. Well, that is phenomenal. And I, I think it's just another example about how your your idea and others ideas out there don't have to be traditional ideas. I mean, we were talking about, you know, food ownership, food 
businesses and restaurants and those types of things earlier. But this is a this is an example of something that is kind of out of maybe people wouldn't think, oh yeah, I want to be a business owner and create a, a television show, but you've created this character that's now helping helping children all over, going to be helping children throughout the country, maybe nationwide. And it's from a veteran, but also it's going to be helping the children of veterans as well. Abs so that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. We were on the phone with um, Warner Media, which owns Cartoon Network last week. And part of the reason they really were receptive to Wimmy was because it's driven by a veteran. Um, and they really love the fact that a veteran can create such a thing and inspire not just veteran kids, but potentially kids, um, you know, throughout the entire country. And so we're putting this awesome script together. And one of the, the ways that we're actually including the military um, component is um, one of the characters in the show is a flawed general. And so her mom, her mom is a, is a military um, uh, parent. Well, her mom is in the military. And so she acts as this, um, this uh, floor general who manages the set of Wimmy and all of his characters. And so um, she, you know, she is the floor general of the, uh, of the set. She make things go and she, uh, she connects everything. So that's one way we're including the military component. Um, but in addition to that, you know, giving military kids the opportunity to come on the show and share, you know, different things that they're doing um, as their parents are deployed or if they're overseas. And so that's one thing that we, you know, we're looking to continue to collaborate with uh, your awesome organization, MBA, to figure out how we spotlight more of our um, military and veteran kids. Yeah, and I think, you know, as you talk about that, I think about those folks who are deployed overseas and wouldn't it be, you know, great to have one of those individuals on the show talking about that deployment. So you, you're on the right track. And I think, you know, it's great what you're doing to, to highlight creativity because as you know, with Has Heart and um, some of the other things that you've done as an entrepreneur, um, sparking that creative spirit wherever, wherever it comes from within a veteran is, is hugely beneficial and is, is really can be life-changing and life-saving. So um, applaud you for your efforts. Um, you know, being a serial entrepreneur, right? Um, uh, what are some of the challenges you've seen? Um, you know, so as an entrepreneur, the, the biggest challenge, of course, is access to capital. Um, and part of the reason is um, there's just so many great ideas and great, you know, companies out there. And so it's really finding your niche, building a network, um, and then eventually the, the access will actually eventually open up. And, and one of the things, as, as, as I mentioned, I love to, to give back is um, we love to, to help other veterans start businesses. Um, and so through collaborations and partnerships with uh, the Grand Valley State Michigan Veterans Entrepreneurship Lab, we go through a 10-week program that takes veterans throughout the entire iteration of an idea to a potential uh, minimal viable product. Um, and so one of the challenges when I first was starting, there were not none of these resources specifically catered to veterans. Because as you and I know, veterans come, come out of the military and we're much older, we've got families. And, and so putting us in a room where you've got 17, 18 year olds who have been coding all their lives, and then allowing us to, to accelerate at the same pace can be a little bit challenging. So with 
the help of, of the MVAA and the Michigan Veterans Trust Fund, um, you know, giving veterans that, that opportunity to, to innovate amongst other veterans, but yet with qualified professionals, you know, helps to eliminate some of those challenges that when I was, you know, getting out the military, which, and I believe when you were, you know, separating a lot of those, you know, um, things were not there. Um, so it's access, networking can be challenging, but it's, it requires a grind. And then that failure. Um, many times our first venture, first, second, or third venture may not may not work. And, and so how do you overcome those challenges of failure, but still, you know, staying the grind, staying the hunt to, to be a successful entrepreneur, to, you know, to launch a, a program that may potentially inspire kids globally, like we're doing with Wimmy's Words, requires grit, hustle, and it's something that I think veterans have the capacity to, uh, to do. So stick with it is what you're saying. And I will say too that the Grand Valley State University program for veterans is a free program. So uh, to find out more information about um, maybe how maybe your kid could potentially take part in Wimmy's words or to find out more, where, where would people go? Yeah, so they can visit Wimmy.tv. That's W-I-M-E-E.tv. And um, they can follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the, uh, um, the name Wimmy the Robot. So this was awesome. I appreciate this. And I hopefully we can connect and, and bring military families onto the show and give them a, an opportunity to be spotlighted. Well, thank you so much, uh, Michael. And I can't wait to meet Wimmy myself. Uh, and, and so thanks for joining our show today. My pleasure. Thank you all. Take care. Well, thank you. And I want to thank the rest of our guests today, Tim Slowinski. Um, we want to thank Apron Andrews and again, Michael Hyacinth for joining us. Again, you can find out more information about any of these resources we talked about today at michiganveterans.com or you can visit us at 1-800-MICHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. Give us a call and we look forward to seeing your business take fruition. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.